0: You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For
1: sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. Last
2: time on Starfinder Z. Damn, I thought I was going to break Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Night Lieutenant Rhapsody and her pirate radio friend, Akim Razur arrived at the planet Triaxis and responded to an urgent hail for aid. Arriving in the military, state, military city-state Kamora, they fought alongside a group of the city's militia against ferocious vampiric bears called Ranonex, thereby protecting the city from devastation as, they, as the rest of the city slept. Getting thanked for their rendering aid by waiving docking fees and housing, the High Commander Ichera bid them to go to the main garrison and make themselves comfortable. We return to the two as Rhapsody is in their lodgings and Akim is arriving at the door outside in the hallway.
1: Yeah, I'll answer the door for him. I'm not going to be mean and make him stay in the hallway. (laughs) uh, This
0: is not nicer than most places I stay.
1: She will hand you your key card and mill voucher. Be like, ah, we have. One free room service, it seems. And uh,
0: to I wonder what they eat here.
2: Okay, uh, before I get to that, uh, to describe the room, it's it's like a suite. It's got the main it's got a little kitchenette. it's got the sitting area, it's got a desk area. There's a uh, in 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 the in the table next to the dining room table, there's a cabinet, but in the cabinet it's full of all the different Bibles. And uh, there's vid screens. There's a you got a nice view of the uh, the walled in area. You can see just the hustle and bustle, everyone moving. You look out the window and you see um, uh, people doing their drills, running around in athletic wear, doing their kind of military stuff. But uh, but the bedrooms are separate off this, and there's two of them. So uh, yeah, you guys are in this little area, and you have a free meal voucher thing as you uh thumb through it it's got uh, standard fare for uh humanoid eating if you it's there there's a this this area may be uh highly militaristic but that doesn't mean they don't know how to cook a meal it's not all uh trail rations and all that stuff there's uh there's sheeran cuisine there's general packed worlds cuisine there's uh just basically i'm just going <laughs> to whatever you kind of want to eat, they're going to have someone that can provide it in some way.
0: Uh, is there a common like bird people? That, there like, is a bird is race exactly. called.
2: Oh, shit. What's the bird race called? Um, It's not Aroroca or whatever the however that's Aracocra. pronounced. Arocacra. But it looks basically just like it. So uh, give me a second. Pull that up. Are you wanting to eat the bird
0: or eat the food? No the bird okay Eat the food of the bird people because okay. uh birds are immune to spice and thus would likely use peppers for flavor but not the spice wait birds are immune like to spice yeah bird... they capsaicin doesn't affect them really yep
2: Aspraxa. so uh yeah there's that's the, the bird race and there is a bird race um a l- before i talk out my ass let me see where they're actually from uh they're ex act- that race is from a near space planet called near but they get around there's bird race people all around so yeah uh if you want to eat uh aspraxa cuisine you may
0: yeah i'll go for that okay,
2: okay. so uh yeah you you order that up uh any special beverage of note Nay. okay Uh, Rhapsody, what about you? What are you ordering?
1: Uh, she's probably just going to order something that would seem extremely normal, uh, to, to most people, like a meatloaf or something and, uh, a gin and tonic.
2: Okay. Uh, now canon wise, uh, you had a meatloaf one and a half plus the, so about four days ago you had meatloaf. Uh, from the Click Clack Club. Are uh, you wanting to order well, another meatloaf? Or, oh, you can, I, mean, I just want to ask.
1: Yeah, uh, meatloaf, pot roast, whatever looks just real normalized to her. Okay,
2: sure, yeah, uh, totally get you a nice pot roast with all the, the, the generic kind of fixings, but some sort of starch, some sort of vegetable, uh, and a gin and tonic. Yes. Okay, so yeah, uh, you punch that in, There's, there's like a you know, there's a, there's the remote that you can use a TV on, but it's sci-fi. So you can touch the screen. It's not uh, like a gross pay-per-view sort of thing. You're just, uh, (laughs) you're ordering right there from the TV screen and uh, got a timer. It shows up promptly, not too promptly that you think that they're just flash frying this stuff and sending trash out to you, but two different delivery people show up and uh, you hand them the voucher and they, go back and you guys share another meal together. Uh, another spicy dish and another traditional
1: home style cooked meal. Yeah. Rhapsody's very old school mm-hmm. and just about everything. So
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys have your meal, uh, hour or two pass you, uh, get a, you get a notification from the, uh, PA person, not the personal PA, the, uh, some internal communication comes in from a, a phone laying on a desk, and uh, you are notif- uh, notified that High Commander Ichera is on her way back to her office. If you would mind making your way to the executive offices in the garrison, she will meet you there as soon as she can.
1: All right. Then I'll gear back up and go to meet her.
2: Okay. And uh, yeah. so you're fully armored up and all that? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Like she p- probably won't leave the room without her armor.
0: Sure, uh, Akim, are you fully armored up, helmet and all? Uh, yeah. He he doesn't wear any uh, like armor that he really has to take off. So mm-hmm. he he will take his gear um with him as well. But uh, yeah, he didn't really dress down to eat or anything. Sure, uh, but I
1: feel like Rhapsody is one of those people, especially given that she's had some bad experiences before that like her backpack with her stuff goes with her everywhere and she's like always prepared unless she's at home.
2: Yep, that's good. Uh, but Ockham, I specifically ask, uh, are you wearing your helmet throughout? Uh,
0: I feel like he carries it with him, but he's not necessarily wearing it okay. uh, at the moment. Okay. If he sees something he thinks he'll need uh, his data set for, he'll put it back on.
2: Okay. No, I was just curious if you're walking around this, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to get a, get a flavor for what you guys look like as you exit your room. You guys have your own room keys and you make your way to uh, the main lobby and there's a lift. Okay, uh, so you enter the lift and there are four buttons. Uh, one that you're on is uh, lit. It's uh, lobby floor, then below that general assembly, Then gra- then executive offices. So, um, as you, as you file into this lift though, there's already a bunch of people in there. There's, everyone's kind of in nice, smart uniforms or nice clothes. And, uh, as you get in, it's kind of tight quarters, but, uh,
1: I would like to ask a question. Yeah. With all these dragon types around, mm-hmm. uh, how tall are they? Does she tower over them the way she towers over other people? Good question. Um,
2: Okay, so dragons themselves you aren't seeing fit in here right now, but there are dragon kin.
1: Right, but the, the dragon kin and the, the other one, that's it. The, the Rhyphorian, R- yeah,
2: the Rhyphorian the, yeah, the are medium size. They are five to six feet tall. So dragon kin, category large.
0: If it goes by Pathfinder standard, then their minimum height is eight feet.
2: Oh, shit. Okay.
0: Um, or minimum possible for that size category.
2: Yikes. OK, yeah. So yeah, I'll say, yeah, They those are the only ones that are uh, taller than you.
1: OK. Well, I just wanted to know how bad she was standing out stalking around this place.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But every, yeah, Dragonkin are not ubiquitous, but they are all around. They're not unheard of. So they're not like it's probably a little more comfortable for you not having everyone like look like, oh, how's the weather up there kind of thing? Right. But uh, I should say, uh, as you as you go down in the lift, uh, it stops after the lobby to a general assembly. And once the door opens up, no one enters on. But uh, from behind you, you hear a soft kind of tone down. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me. And, yeah, she'll uh, step,
1: she'll kind of step aside.
2: Okay, uh, as you step aside, you see a uh, <laughs> nine-foot-tall uh, Tanford uplifted bear gently push their way through the crowded lift. Sorry, excuse me, pardon me, I, I have to file a divorce. And <laughs> <As> he <laughs> lumbers out. The elevator uh, opens up substantially for you guys as uh, you head back down, and it's just kind of awkward that like everyone wants to make a joke, but no one can really think of a joke in an elevator sort of thing. They're just quietly going down to the next layer, uh, layer, the next level, the uh, executive.
0: And she's like, eh, yeah, now I know how gnomes feel.
2: <laughs> and, and everyone in the, the elevator fights back a laugh and uh, to actually let me let me roll roll one more high, Sean. Hi. Okay, 17. Uh, they can't hold in the laugh and uh, as the door opens to the executive levels uh, the, the, the the sounds of laughter are carried down this hallway and they have to spend a moment composing themselves before they head out and go <clears throat> yes. Mm. And the rest of the uh, the rest of the elevator fills out. And they they swiftly walk away as uh, as you open up to the executive level.
1: Welcome, oh, darling. I don't think they tell too many jokes around here.
0: No, but uh, it wasn't really a joke. Everything's twice as big around here.
1: I find it quite comfortable.
2: As this door has uh, opened up and the hallway is cleared of all the uh, people that were with you, Uh, where before in the uh, floor above you, it was harsh fluorescent lights and that ugly tile floors you see everywhere. Here in the executive level is uh, polished stone floors with sconces and braziers hung equidistant measured to provide illumination and just set an air of sobriety wherever you look. Uh, Exotic plants coil and wrap around trellises and archways as you go down this hallway and the sounds of your boots thump. Thump down this main thoroughfare to a receiving area, which is a a circular desk made from the living rock beneath you, but polished and shaped in a way as to uh, accommodate clerical duties. And as you walk, go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
0: It's just like as we're walking, Occam's Occam's like, you know, I'm used to much smaller living spaces.
2: Uh, Give me actually you don't need a perception for this this area is also very large um i had it written down a little bit further but uh uh 50 foot wide and about equally that high these this is not a cramped hallway at all these uh it's you know i'm not gonna have you roll a perception check you know this world is full of dragons sometimes dragons have to do business here they don't use that specific elevator but uh (laughs) they they do uh work down here uh, you don't really see or hear one uh, right now, but you know that this is built to accommodate many sizes. But uh, as you walk up to this uh, circular desk, there are three attendants sitting uh, on the other side, and they're swiftly filing paperwork and tapping on computers as you approach. Uh, one of the people behind the screen pokes up as they hear your thumps, and uh, it's uh, you see a short Kurasha Lashanta stand up. And uh, I think I need to backtrack a little bit with Lashunta. There are uh, there has been Arata for Starfinder since uh, I don't have that handy right now. But um, basically, there are two kind of breeds within Lashunta. There's the kind of thin and lithe and uh, athletic looking uh, Demaya Lashunta, and then there's the Karasha Lashunta, which are shorter, a little more squat, a little more burly. There's no there used to be a thing when the game first came out where males were this and females were that and Paizo was like that's a little messed up. <laughs> so now it's just uh there's two different forms of Lashunta and you can be whichever. But this is the kind of short kind of muscular kind of Lashunta uh just just think the difference between a uh basketball player and a football player sort of thing, you know, just not there's nothing terribly different about it, it's just a different dimorphism that the race has but uh, this one kind of pokes up and stands up and uh, beckons you forward
0: looking for uh, High Commander Ishera. you're told to come see her
2: ah you're the heroes what saved us all at the jungle gate
0: <laughs> like uh, um Akam doesn't really feel like they did like a real shit ton like there were already (laughs) three people there Uh like the ship did most of it so he just turns around and it's just like i guess if you want to call us heroes
2: oh you're the talk of the town yeah the high commander sent word to take you to our office as fast as i can can i get you anything a brandy tea i don't know what time it is in your head
1: you can ask
0: i don't know maybe you can shine my shoes no i'm kidding
1: (laughs) (laughs) You could s- slow down a little because uh, I can't move that fast.
2: Oh, no rush. I'm just real excited. I, I heard that you just blew in guns blazing and just smashed to hell those rananets. Is that true? Did you kill one with your starship?
0: <laughs> that would be her shooting on that part. And he least. just
2: he just looks at you. just Wow, man he's and he has to look all the way up he is he is five <laughs> five three if he's lucky right now so uh he is looking all the way up at you just stars in his eyes i'm i'm trying very hard not to do the adoring fan from oblivion <laughs> right now uh especially no, though that was the shine
0: my shoes bit i'm sorry for that oh
2: oh, oh no, no that was great no i just didn't <laughs> you doing is fine me going I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> so he is just in awe of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get you anything to drink? Water? Uh, are you fed? Did you get you anything to eat? Are you?
1: Yeah. They they supplied us with a voucher for room service.
2: Oh, yeah. The High Commander always helps out her people. Awesome. Uh, you want to follow me? Of course. Okay. And uh, he kind of... He... he He's animated, but he's not like running. He's just just real excited to get to be part of the action. And he leads you down a hallway lined with uh, rich mahogany wood panels. And between these there's large glass windows of conference rooms on the walls and the ceilings. There's exotic art and sculptures, um, both things you would know and some that are truly alien that are just wild you may think they're from a different plane or something just really crazy pieces of art uh one statue is made of metal and it depicts a large dragon just pouring a gout of flame from their mouth onto what looks like a, an ancient looking kind of old-timey village and it's all carved from like one piece of this star metal uh paintings of alien flora and fauna make up uh for the fact that there's no windows uh because this elevator shot you down i forgot to say that but this elevator shot you all down uh so much so like uh, after a few moments you feel like you're not in a government building you're in a museum gallery for some obscenely rich patron and uh <laughs> as i said before the hallways are just enormous 50 feet across and easily that high uh the doors to the conference rooms you see are all big enough to be hangar doors uh give me a perception as you're walking by all these different uh built, all these different rooms
1: 21.
0: Okay. I heard dragons were loaded, but this is quite a bit. Also 21.
2: Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you can tell that dragons do their business here. This is where stuff goes on. And uh, as you go across uh, one particular set of windows, you look inside and there's a giant glass table and beings sitting at their little stations around this table just shouting at each other, jabbing their fingers. Everyone blue, red, or green as their race demands. Uh, in the face as they're all just shouting at each other. And you see uh, an image of a line graph projected in the air between them. Uh, no sound is coming through, but like you, if you look with your great perceptions, you can see that the glass is slightly vibrating from the effort of all the shouting going on in there. And uh, seeing this, he kind of like ushers you to move a little faster and he's, he whispers, quarterly numbers aren't looking good for the Grenlock Lacuna Beach folks. Looks like they may be opening up the lottery again. And he's just kind of smiling and just walking forward. Uh, give me a culture check, or if you want, you can ask him about the uh, Grenlock Lacuna Beach.
1: Okay, uh, uh, a nineteen culture.
0: Okay. Um, it's oh, where's my sheet? There it is. Culture, culture, culture. Plus six twenty-two or Jesus twenty-seven Christ. if it's <laughs> relevant.
2: Um, kind of is. Uh, You are an icon. You are, you aren't particular, you may be more infamous than famous, I feel. (laughs) But uh, you have an eye on the buzz of the packed worlds, right? Like you you're kind of in on what's
0: hip. Yeah, he does he does like news in between yeah. playing illegal music.
2: Okay. Uh <laughs> yeah, so uh you both would know that the Grenlock Lacuna Beach is a uh, is an island nation of Triaxis and uh even though it's winter time in the rest of the world, it's a uh, it's very balmy and pleasant and it's a uh, place of exotic recreation, luxury dining and uh, amazing entertainment facilities. However, uh the beachfront is actually uh all an elaborate alternate reality available uh only to the really rich and uh <laughs> it's actually your bodies are in underground bunkers and it's uh and you're all kind of uploaded into this virtual reality and it's ran by uh, and you would know this definitely akim with your uh your dreams and aspirations for uh virtual reality uh and Lara Rennell, a, a female elf technomancer is a uh, brilliant computer programmer and creator of virtual reality. So, uh, this is just like where the rich go to escape, but not have to actually go to a tropical world. Okay. So, uh, so, uh, and, uh, with those culture checks, uh, lotteries are kind of opened up to the general public for, uh, commoners, so to speak, uh, you can get a chance to uh, get in on this, uh, truly, uh, Lavish experience, uh, that is yeah, uh, in Rhapsody, you probably let's see, um, I mean, it's virtual reality, so it could be uh, whatever you wanted it to be, but uh, this is kind of where like the rich gather, and uh, maybe you've you spent some time on Absalom Station, you probably have heard people, the downtrodden, so to speak, of people, you know, wishing they could win the lottery to go and uh, plug themselves into this alternate reality uh, dreamscape. All right. And uh, as he's just ushering you along, you go past other conference rooms, most of them empty, but sometimes there'll be a bunch of people just, you know, pouring over graphs and just having discussions. Nothing like that first room where you saw those people just screaming at each other uh, frantically, Uh, you come, make your way down these different hallways and you come to a set of massive obsidian doors with a a relief map of the entire planet set within it and you can see all the uh the like the the attention to detail of the mountains and how they're all raised to the relative heights and the shapes of all the different continents and uh the Lashanta man goes over and punches a code in the wall and uh here, here's where I, I, I must bid you adieu, but if you have need of anything, the High Commander's drone valet can attend to you. Uh, thank you again for everything. It was it was real neat to meet you. I hope
1: to see you again. Uh, well, I'm we're sure we'll... in room 7, I guess, if you want to stop by. Oh, could,
2: could I say hi? Would That wouldn't be- you were not
1: too busy? Well, not at the moment.
2: Oh, oh, swell. Awesome. Cool. And he turns and he just briskly, like, speed walks back, just a real bounce in his step as, uh, as these doors are opening uh, in front of you.
0: Uh, Tax on the poor and the hopeful. Shame. Uh, he's meant, he's talking about the lottery.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I just didn't want to step over uh, if Rhapsody wanted to respond to it. So <laughs> as these 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 large obsidian doors are sliding open and uh, behind there, it's, it's, it's like a scene from a, a movie. Just a beautiful, opulent office with uh, you, you step in and you just look around and just opulence all over. Beautiful chandeliers hanging above you uh, along the walls to your left more pieces of art, ancient broken weapons on uh, display stands, and there's even a battered set of armor that's. you look at it, uh, it's clearly from the days before the Gap. Uh, it looks like uh, Rhapsody, I don't think uh, I even need to have you roll for this. You immediately spot this as this is half plate armor, but antiquated as hell. It's uh, scuffed beyond recognition. There's no telling what sort of journey this went to to get to this office's... Decor?
1: I, I think she'd be real intrigued with that. She has her own armor made to look very antiquated. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh, as you as you go up to it, you see that uh, it doesn't exactly match your style, but it's uh, every bit as powerful. Uh, uh, above where a uh, a human's heart would, uh, a humanoids' heart would be, you see that there's like a scuff mark that's probably a, a religious symbol, but you just it's just lost it time and age you can't really tell what it is at the feet of this is a uh a shattered shield and uh a morning star with uh that do you call it a head the head of a morning star that kind of i don't know if there's a
0: technical term the the striking part would be the head yeah
2: the the pointy part of the that it's just broken to pieces but it's all kind of arrayed in such a way to show reverence uh and right next to there there's this lounge area with uh really low comfortable chairs and couches surrounding a brazier okay in a recent episode of Eterna you corrected brazier versus sconce so this is a this is a fixture on the ground in a bit of a fire pit situation that is, is a that brazier. Good? okay so I got it right <laughs> I had to rewrite that when I was reading back today I'm like make sure it's on Sconces got that right. are on the wall oh is that the, that's the it's only on distinction the
0: Well, a brazier can be on the wall, but it's a very particular style. Okay. Um, Whereas the things that hold your light on the wall is a sconce. Okay. Basically, the thing that holds the torch—that is the sconce. Interior decorating with ochre. The thing that holds the little bowl with the oil is the sconce. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Well, this brazier uh, is is on the floor, and it has a warm blue flame burning with uh, no visible fuel. It's just really nice and cozy in here, and. Uh, off to the side, there's a bar set against the wall and uh, out pops a, a hovering drone with a series of uh, manipulator arms and trays hanging from it. And it floats up to you and it displays a menu.
1: And what is on this bar.
2: menu? Uh, <laughs> menu of both food and drink. Uh, this, sorry, I guess I should have explained better. He floated out from the bar. So it, it kind of got a readout panel of uh, show two buttons, food, drink. And you can kind of cycle through if you wanted to order anything from here
1: like i think rhapsody's good we just had our meal in our room yep.
2: so yeah when i wrote this this was before you guys uh <laughs> did a great rp of uh going straight to the hotel room so no you're good uh so yeah it's just kind of floaty. it'll go up to you rhapsody and then once you kind of shoo it away it'll go up to uh Akim.
0: uh i'll just wave my hand at it okay and uh,
2: okay and it'll just float back to its place and just set back into its cradle. So yeah, the, the rest of this office, it's just massive, just huge. I mean, you know that at some point some dragons must've had meetings in here or this was a layer of some sort, but it's just a really huge cavernous room with that same kind of polished, uh, polished flooring that you saw before. And in the, in the center of this room, there's a, a desk made of the same kind of rock that was living, that kind of living rock where you just chisel and sharpen away what you want and uh, it's just this huge ass desk uh data pads, uh all neatly arranged this this uh this woman is uh this reforian woman is definitely very organized and you see uh charts and stuff all kind of laid out on this desk uh give me a perception check as you're uh, looking at the, as you're walking around and just observing this desk
1: 22 damn uh, that's
2: the second one 16 Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you are able to see that uh, on this desk, there are uh, uh, two very large bookends that are containing the uh, the, the various books. They're just kind of set on the desk in these freestanding bookends. You see that one is a, a large dragon holding up, and on the other side's a troll. But across the room, you see something that literally the glint catches your eye and uh, set against... Set in front of a series of bookshelves behind a glass cage is a series of pedestals arranged in a line containing large gems worked into the shape of each of the planets of the Pact Worlds. These things are kind of hovering a few inches off the pedestal and they're kind of just spinning slowly. But as you go and look at them, each of them are a different colored gem and they're all just kind of spinning slowly as they're showing them. There are two empty pedestals where, um, the Kasafen Adari ship, the World ship, and the Undead of World Eox. There's two empty pedestals right there, and with your perceptions, I'm gonna say you know that's where the two planets that are now the Diaspora used to be before they got blown apart. So there's just these beautiful gems just floating in the air, and there's little tiny gems of moons floating around them, just kind of just opulence all over.
0: Yes. I can't say I've been in such a rich company before.
1: Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Don't (laughs) suppose. Help us get the job done, how much money she has is.
0: It's interesting to look at, especially the old things, and what they used to look like.
1: I do have a fondness for antiques. I wonder if
0: she'll let me try to put them back.
1: I wouldn't touch her things. I would ask.
0: <laughs> uh, high commander. It was high commander, right?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, she's uh standing off to the the furthest corner that you haven't really explored. She's just kind of standing there, just at attention, just waiting for you to just walk around. This is a really fucking big room. And she's just kind of standing there watching you walk around, just observing you. Not, I mean, you could do a perception, but she's just very just pleasant and letting you explore your surroundings. And uh, yeah, she's just standing there, uh, nearly six feet tall herself. Uh, She's still wearing that uh, olive armor. And uh, her smile widens as you walk up to her. And she's just just dangerous looking sharp fangs are showing in her smile. Hello,
0: I suppose you called us here?
2: Uh, yes, my new friends. What a morning I'm having. Please join me by the fire. Is, are you finding everything okay? Oh, I'm completely butchering the voice, but I can't. I've already committed to not doing it right. Uh, <laughs> please join me by the fire. How are you finding my town?
0: It's quite easy to get around. It's a bit large, but that makes sense. I think Rhapsody likes it.
1: I do. I don't have to duck in any of the doorways and everybody seems to take a very direct and practical approach to life.
2: Yes, that took some time to get everyone trained, but we are a smooth running operation now. I saw you spending some attention on that piece of armor. Do you recognize its make?
1: Uh, I have an uh, interest in all things, uh, shall we say, old-fashioned. And uh, it's similar in some ways in how it's fashioned and made to my own armor.
2: Yes, your 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 armor is magnificent. I I wouldn't expect a paladin of Iomidi herself to have anything less. You look the picture of a hero, just like the ones of old.
1: Please. Oh, it's because the man who made me used a picture of a hero as a template.
2: And she kind of her her smile just kind of drops, and she cocks an eyebrow. Do you find a sort of obligation to uphold the teachings of or the 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 stylings of your creator?
1: It's not an obligation. It's just. Uh... I spent the first year or so of my life with him, and I developed many of the same interests as those that he had.
2: And she's just kind of like looking you up and down, just just ad- just admiring you, not these sort of weird lustily way, just you, you are a sight to behold, especially to someone who collects these old things. And she'll just smile like, that armor is just simply gorgeous. I cannot keep my eyes off of it. And uh, she uh, goes walk over to the uh, lounge area and before she gets there, she uh, taps her armor and she steps out of it. Um, eh, I'm not gonna have you roll a check for this. Uh, this is called a quick suit. It's a armor upgrade that you can get where uh, it's you can enter any armor you want as a standard action. Um, she just taps it and then out, uh, kind of opens up in the back kind of like, kind of like an Iron Man or a Fallout uh, 4 power armor thing and she just slips out of it and she's just wearing kind of a form-fitting red outfit and she's like, please, please, let's sit. Tell me tell me about your travels. Tell me about your creator. Why was he so interested in the past as well?
1: Well, he, uh, he married a woman who her and her parents went on a lot of archaeological digs and uh he worked with her until she died uh if you'd like i can link up uh to your your data pad and share the thesis he wrote with you
2: oh please please and she'll uh she'll uh, just she's she's in her as comfortable as she can be uh clothes right now uh she's still the high commander but she just kind of like uh, prances over to uh, her desk grabs a, a data pad and uh, walks uh, right up to you. Please, anything, anything from the old times. I'm, I'm simply fascinated by how far we've come and how things haven't really changed much at all, have they? In some ways.
1: And she'll she'll uh, transfer the thesis over and she'll be like, uh, now all the pieces that he's uh, mentioned in here, they were donated to the, uh, the, uh, oh you know the the society. And
2: ah, Starfinders, yes, they 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 have a knack for just gobbling up all the good bits and leaving the the dregs for us. And she just kind of smiles sadly at the uh, the, the decrepit armor on her wall right now. But still, they have resources even I cannot get a hold of.
1: But they 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 have uh, the pieces that that are mentioned in there. Uh, as I say, they were donated, but uh, I do have permission to to view them at any time. So. Should you wish to to see them for yourself just come find me on Valor's Heart and I'll take you.
2: Me go all the way to Absalom Station. Well, oh I you know what I do have some time coming to me. I think I think I will make some time to head in a little closer to the core and see these myself. Thank you so much. Um I
1: Night Lieutenant. Night Lieutenant.
2: Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yes, so nice to meet you. Um and please, while I'm out of my armor, just call me Ichera.
1: Well, uh This is Ockham. Ah,
2: nice to meet you, sir. You have quite the ship.
0: I uh, think. I've spent the last five years building it from scrap. It's finally come along quite a way.
2: That is scrap?
0: Uh, it used to be.
2: Your 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 ship your shipbuilding skills are Le- just truly magnificent. you just I, both very I magnificent. I really take
0: the credit. I know a fair number of people that have helped me along my way. I see. You're a team player, huh? You could say that, yes. I make friends.
2: Yes, friends are very important. Um, it seems you made a couple new friends this morning as well.
0: Well, indeed. And sorry about the uh, uh, laser damage, but... Figured it would be best to take a shot while we could.
2: Oh, uh, that 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 gate needed to be repaired. There was plenty of other damage done. Think nothing of it. You saving the lives of my men is more important to me than a little bit of cosmetic damage to the gate.
0: I'm glad it didn't uh, it didn't cut through into any important systems.
2: Oh no no it y- you aimed it or actually I'm told she. Rhapsody, you aimed it. You your aim was spectacular. Nothing else was harmed. Uh a little bit of damage. It'll a little patch job from the sanitation maintenance crews. And it'll be like it never happened. Think nothing more of it, please. And uh she's uh, gonna go to a kind of a lounge chair and just run her hands through her hair and just you just see her just un, just stress just leave her body. She just like as soon as she sits down in a comfortable sitting position, she just kind of droops and says that is so good those parasites with the infosphere news organizations really take it out of me
0: yes i hope you'll forgive me uh moving my ship but i don't want to be on the infosphere too much Oh, oh, uh, if you need me to have anything redacted, just say the word. I'll get on them right away. Uh, you didn't have my name at the time, and my ship wasn't there, so everything should be fine.
2: And she'll just smile warmly. That's just very well. Good. So, please, sit, please, um, I, I dealt with the layabout that allowed such a breach to be, uh, uh, I'm so, the layabout that allowed such a breach has been rebuked and notice to those that perished in the attack have been issued. There were guards, they were they were pulled out of their sentry tower, so we're going to need to see about trimming more of those trees back so they can't catch us unawares. But now I've... oh, oh and, and those that fought alongside you have received their commendation and they are set back on their mission. Now my only remaining task this morning is to deal with these mysterious newcomers that came into my city like a gift from Desna herself, or my dear, perhaps Iomidi.
1: Well, we were lucky to arrive when we did.
2: Uh, My own lieutenant uh, said she sent that message out and she was very happy that you responded so quickly. It wasn't luck, it was... uh,
0: Okay, we were like in that. upper orbit at the time. We're lucky we got it. It was broken, but we got coordinates.
2: And thank you, thank your stars, thank your starships. Uh, fantastic, must be fantastic computers to have able to intercepted a message that was really just a type beam for those in the area.
0: That would be Karina, and uh, uh, Karina can talk through my helmet or through her gun if she wants to respond.
2: <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That scared
0: me I'm a little sorry. bit. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, no. It's, it's, it's up to you. She doesn't oh, no, have no, to. no, no, she no. No, no, no. As a scene to.
2: thing to have your. No, no, you're fine. No, it's just as a. I was involved in the story. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> suddenly the, the helmet will light up a little bit. And uh, greetings, High Commander. I am Karina. You have such a lovely city. I am happy my Ockham was there too. <laughs> Rescue you from danger. Uh, Ishera had, uh, had reached up to her uh, her uh, hovering drone and had a drink. And when the, the helmet started speaking, she's kind of uh <laughs> You
0: are full of surprises, aren't you? I've got some abilities that have let me turn a lot of uh, a lot of old trash out in the diaspora into useful things. Karina's no exception.
2: Your resourcefulness seems to know no bounds. I may have need of those skills, if you're open to it.
0: I'm always open for a little bit of a job, but uh, the situation we're in, we're already here on one. Uh, Rhapsody would be better suited as I'm the plus one on this mission.
1: Oh? Uh, Rhapsody will walk over and she's not going to transfer the data about the mission to her. Mm -hmm. but she'll hand her her data pad with the information on it and Mm -hmm. let her look over it
2: okay Uh, she'll she'll take it and uh, sit in the chair kind of curl up has the drink kind of curled into one hand and just uh, scrolling flipping through uh, the uh, pertinent data and her eyes go large question yes
0: how long does it take to read through this thing
2: the notes yeah uh well she's uh I was just gonna have her kind of speed read it over a couple minutes. Okay. Is there something you need me to?
0: Oh, I was gonna say if she's gonna be reading it for ten minutes, I'm gonna be standing within ten feet of that suit of armor. And that's why I'm fixing it. To by one d four at least. I have. Uh, I basically have mending that's time-based at will.
2: Oh, I you don't mean horror. her armor? You mean the damaged ancient ass armor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, she didn't. Yeah, take... I
1: was confused for a second. <laughs>
2: she sorry, came sorry. after. No, you're fine. No, it, no. I, if I was a little smarter, I would have picked it up. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, she'll spend a uh, ten minutes just kind of just pouring over it, just sipping her drink, really enjoying the, the nice company, the warmth. It's. She's a she may be a, a winter-born Riforian, but still she feels cold. So the, the the drink in her hand, the warm fire, the sparkling conversation. She's she's yeah, she's kind of absorbed in the reading. Uh, you and she she was you know skims through and then she goes back and reads a couple things. Goes you see her kind of like you don't probably see Ockham, uh, She's kind of facing away from you, but Rhapsody, you see her her her, her substantial brow start to furrow inward and uh she says some sort of deviant scientist you say curious we've we've had and are having some trouble with some ne'er-do-wells in the realm of scientific monstrosities those creatures you repelled today for instance those are a twisted form of life we have in the jungles to the south they're normally not like that clearly something or more likely someone has done some tampering i I can't say for certain it was the same person, but with everything I'm seeing here, I feel like it's if you fair assumption to make. It's just so strange that uh, scientists are always pushing the the boundaries. These these monsters have been active for some time, but they haven't only recently ramped up uh, their attacks. It seems every night we're having to fight off wave after wave. I, that's part of the reason why I was so furious this morning with the the, the guard. They, they're supposed to patrol until the first light and...
1: Yes, dereliction of duty is never a good thing.
2: No, and they won't be serving on any military uh, organization on this planet for the foreseeable future. They're clapped in irons as they used to say. And she kind of chuckles at her own joke.
0: Of course, that would be... Adamantine now.
2: Yes, yes, it's much easier to mine now that we have lasers instead of blades and pickaxes.
0: Just be careful that they don't break their hands off trying to get out.
2: Oh, Akim, I didn't mean literally mine. He's just. He's imprisoned. We're not gonna put him to work. I can't trust him with a. Well,
1: hi, Commander.
2: Yes, Rhapsody.
1: If, uh, this man might be out in your jungles, uh, tampering with these things, then I suppose the request I would have of you is a guide.
2: Ah, well, about that. Um, Those three soldiers uh, you aided this morning, they were part of the elite team of warriors I was actually sending off to Ukori jungle this morning to suss out the source of these. by now, they're deep within and are running radio silence as is protocol. But if you were to head out shortly, you could link up with them and work together to further both of our causes.
1: Well, if you think that we can catch up with them.
2: They they will be having to hack and slash their way through the jungle itself. So they may very well leave a very obvious trail for you to track. The jungles are not for the faint of heart. but. And she sets her drink down. Look, I won't lie to you. This could be disastrous, and I'm asking a lot of you after you've already provided me a huge service unasked for. But you have shown you too are capable of felling these monsters, and Tybison spoke very highly of your synergy. And while I also can't promise this will answer all the questions or aid you in your mission entirely, if there's someone experimenting on creatures in my backyard, it's only a matter of time before my citizens are taken as test subjects.
1: Well, I think this, this very well could have something to do with the scientist.
0: Yes, there was something off about those? What were they called again?
2: Rano neck.
0: There was something wrong about those rano neck. Fangs too large some sort of Ikor yes normally they were just sick something else was up
2: yes yes you, you, you see you see the dilemma they are normally quite docile and quite friendly uh sure the, the teeth those are what they feast upon but normally they feast on the the small uh creatures of the jungle and leave us alone for the most part, but whatever this person or p- persons are doing, they're clearly screwing with the local ecology and just becoming a real thorn in my side.
1: Alright, what do you say, Alcan?
0: Uh, do you happen to have a Land Rover or other off-road vehicle that we could borrow, perhaps to close the distance faster?
2: Uh, f- she kind of pauses there is a little bit of stretch yes um however machinery has a funny way of getting bogged down would either of you be opposed to uh riding living mounts Uh,
0: not something i'm used to but i don't have a problem with it uh
2: animal husbandry is kind of a big deal to the the jungle livers that do uh use that as their home they not only are the, 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 the muck and all the, the terrain difficult for such uh, mechanical vehicles, uh, the people there kind of see large technology such as that kind of an affront to their way of life. Um, we, have, we have people here in town that can outfit you with uh, uh, transportation in that way, but once you get into the jungle, even they will have trouble traversing all the nooks and crannies, and bogs, and all the the, the terrible things that that jungle contains.
1: I have no issue with us uh, taking mounts as far as we can. Whatever will help us catch up with them.
2: Yes, I sent them. I actually sent them out on foot because I didn't want to risk uh, them giving away their location. But if you were to take these uh, creatures for the run. Uh, overtake them. It may take some time to hunt them, down. Not hunt them down. It may take some time to find them, but once you have uh, linked up together, if you would, you simply need to command them to return, and they'll come running back into the city. But uh, that could help you close the gap, so to speak.
0: I think that would work well.
2: And uh, she she said uh, she's already set the drink down. She stands up, claps her hands together. Splendid, splendid, you. you you have no idea that the ease on my mind. Those three, they're some of my best, but I could only send my best, but now without them, I fear for their safety. Uh, and I should say your efforts will not go unrewarded. As a further incentive, I can provide some further tools that will give you the best chance of survival in the jungle, as well as an honorary position in a, in a pet project of my own.
0: Yeah, what project might that be?
2: And she just, uh, she'll run over the desk, she'll sit down and she'll start typing up. Tell me, have you heard of the Triaxian Knights?
0: <laughs> <laughs> dun dun
1: dana.